Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. And go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome to At the Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guastamacchia. A great day to be here in Midtown Manhattan. Studio 34 here at the Renaissance Hotel. Lovely Versa restaurant to my left. And you in front of me as we begin here sports talk. And going to begin with the College Baseball World Series. Michigan 7-4 winners over Vanderbilt. The heavy favored Vanderbilt Commodores. Tonight they get Kumar Rocker, their ace pitcher. The Vanderbilt Commodores ace pitcher. Freshman. Phenom. He had 19 strikeouts, no hitter in a game earlier this year. So he's going to be tough. But Michigan is on a roll. They are a team of destiny, it seems. One win away from their first baseball title since 1962. And the first Big Ten baseball championship since 1966 when the Buckeyes won the Baseball College World Series. Now, I know what you're thinking. Michigan... Baseball, isn't it a football? Isn't it a basketball school? You can debate that back and forth all day. The basketball program last won in 89. The football program last won in 1997. Since then, since the 2000s, the basketball program has had more success, but the football program, especially under Lloyd Carr, they were perennial Big Ten contenders. They won a Big Ten championship last, I think it was 03 with Lloyd Carr. It's been a long time um, since the no, 07, 07, since the Michigan Wolverines have competed for Big Ten championships even in football. So it's been a long time. So, yes, the baseball team, though, is one win away from a title. How about that? The Michigan baseball team, they've had success in the past, but it's been since 1984. It's been that long since they've been in this position. Been in the college baseball world series. They haven't been in this position one win away since 1962. So it's a big deal. Starting the tournament, though, the the Michigan Wolverines, as I talk about the team being a long shot, they were one of the last four at-large teams to be invited to the 64-team tournament in the college baseball world series. They went to the Super Regionals. They beat the number one-seeded UCLA Bruins in L.A. They were on the road. It was a home game for the USA, uh, UCLA Bruins. They won that game. And then when the College World Series started, eight teams, they were 12-1 to 1 odds to win the whole thing. They were the last team. Uh, they were the biggest underdogs going into the College Baseball World Series. It's not Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. It's not Leicester City winning the Premier League. Uh, they were 5,000 to 1. Buster Douglas was 42 to 1 to beat Mike Tyson. It's, it's, it's not that big of an upset if Michigan wins tonight and wins the baseball championship. But it's, it's somewhere in between. I was reading uh, before the show, the St. Louis Cardinals 
were 99 to 1 to win the 2011 World Series with 15 games to play in the regular season. Uh, they went 11-4, they got into the playoffs, and then the rest is history. They beat the Texas Rangers in seven games, and um, we all know how that ended. Uh, Nelson Cruz missed playing a fly ball in right field that helped David Freeze, and they won game six, and then they won game seven, and the St. Louis Cardinals went on to win the 2011 World Series. The last game that Albert Pujols played in a St. Louis Cardinals uniform. The... Michigan team winning tonight, though, against Vanderbilt. And if they win tonight, they still have another game. It's a best out of three. Michigan's up one nothing. So if they lose tonight, they still have a shot on Wednesday to win the college baseball championship. But tonight's going to be tough because Vanderbilt, as I said, Kumar Rocker, this kid would probably, as ESPN was talking about yesterday on the broadcast, he would be a first-round pick, no doubt, if he came out this season most likely top five pick. He's that good. He's that talented. So the Michigan Bats, they've been hot. Uh, Kerr hitting a home run, the grandson of a player on the 1962 team. And so there's some synergy there. Um, as ESPN loves playing up these angles and what have you. And it's nice to watch. It's been fun to watch. Um, usually I don't pay much attention to the college baseball World Series, but being a Michigan fan and rooting for the basketball and football teams and never really pay attention to the baseball team because they're not – they're not ever um, that relevant this late in, in the year. They're not in the position to win a national championship. They were picked preseason by the Big Ten to finish second to Minnesota. So they're not a garbage team by any means. This is not a terrible baseball team. It's not like, like I said, Leicester City winning the Premier League 5,000-1. Uh, to one. It's not that. It's not that. But it's a big deal. I mean, 200-1. to one, when they were invited to the 64-team tournament, they beat the number one seed UCLA. You could win some really good money if you had Michigan back uh, about more than a month ago now uh, to win the College Baseball World Series. But tonight, uh, it all comes down uh, for the Vanderbilt Commodores to Kumar Rocker, their ace, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. But uh, as far as upsets, the biggest upsets in baseball, uh, the biggest upsets in sports history, it's not, I'm not going to go there. I'm not, the Jets... Winning the Super Bowl, they were 18-point underdogs to the Colts. Back in Super Bowl three. Joe Namath's guarantee, it's not that. It's not even the Giants beating the Patriots back in 07, the undefeated Patriots. It's not that as far as uh, underdog. But how about college? Sticking to college athletics. Is it uh, Villanova beating Georgetown in 85? I think it's on par. Um, I don't think it's, uh, I, I guess, as far as winning championships in college basketball, really no Cinderella's, more, more so about uh, like St. Mary's. It's more about the teams and, and George Mason making the Final Four, um, uh, VCU making the Final Four with Shaka Smart. Though you, you get those Cinderella stories in college basketball, but they never paid off. They don't win the national championship. It never happens. Uh, Butler was close to uh, twice. They went to the final game, but they never paid off. They never win. And so Michigan needs to pay it off. They need to win. They're in the realm of, of, a, of a butler going up against the mighty Duke Blue Devils back when Gordon Hayward, a half-court uh, shot, almost went in, back-rimmed it, would have um, uh, gave them a chance to win the national championship back then. That's how close the Butler Bulldogs were to winning a national championship in basketball. And I, I think that would probably, I'm trying to think, I mean, Michigan did beat the number one-seeded UCLA Bruins. The number two uh, team is the Vanderbilt Commodores. So it kind of does, uh, when you think about it, 
reek of or, or kind of similar to Butler, um, but I don't think people would give it that much credit. Looking at the game tonight, though, uh, Michigan's going to have their hands full with Kumar Rocker. It should be a fun one, 7 p.m. Eastern time. I was looking at the TV ratings, and you would think Michigan's in the College Baseball World Series. Our ratings haven't been that great. Uh, we do not know what the ratings were for last night's game. I uh, expect uh, a bigger number, but it's around a million people watching. Compare that to the women's uh, baseball uh, college World Series. They play softball. Uh, they it's right, right around the same number. Actually, uh, the, the softball, the women's softball, does a little better um, than the baseball. So it I tells you that a lot of people don't pay attention to college baseball, but tonight they should. Michigan's a national program. Uh, Juwan Howard was at the game yesterday. Funny how we don't see Jim Harbaugh at the game. I wonder if we'll see him tonight. I uh, wonder if we'll see Jim Harbaugh, the football coach of the Michigan Wolverines. wonder if we'll see him in Omaha, Nebraska tonight. Um, maybe he'll, he'll think of a reason to, to visit and recruit, a recruit or something like that. But uh, should be fun one tonight. Uh, Michigan Wolverines against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Did you watch last night? The NBA uh, gave out their uh, awards, their regular season awards. Uh, they did a big TV specials on TNT, and I didn't pay attention to it. I, I watched a scroll as I was watching the Michigan uh, Wolverines win 7-4 over Vanderbilt in baseball, as I just mentioned. Uh, watching the scroll as Giannis Antetokounmpo wins the MVP, received 55 more first-placed votes than James Harden. And this is a guy, James Harden, who averaged over 35 points per game, seven assists per game, first person to do so. And yet Giannis... Had a great year, 27 points. He filled up the stat sheet, 12 rebounds a game, a great defensive player, and a great regular season for the Milwaukee Bucks. And this isn't an award show. Uh, this, they'll vote on the awards after the regular season, so the postseason does come into play. I just don't like where the NBA fits this award ceremony. It, I, there's nothing they can do. They just jam-pack their whole season into like two weeks, right? They, they do the NBA Finals, then it's the NBA Draft, then it's NBA Free Agency, and in between, here, here's the awards show. Why not just announce it like they used to during the regular season, uh, during the postseason, in the second round or what have you, uh, the MVP award and, and the Rookie of the Year award? Why have this build up to this award show that nobody watches, nobody cares about? The NBA Finals uh, was already decided I don't know of anyone who was coming into yesterday and like, oh, man, I can't wait for the NBA award ceremony tonight. Oh, man, I got Giannis over James Hart. We debated that like two months ago when, before the playoffs started. That's when it was really hot, hotly debated. No one cares. It's just anticlimactic. Uh, the NBA should just kill it altogether. Uh, I'm sure there's millions of people. It's like the NFL Pro Bowl, which no one watches, but yet for some reason, and I, I guess gambling plays into this, it does great ratings on ESPN and on ABC and what have you. Nobody cares about the Pro Bowl, yet people still watch. It's, it's amazing because the ratings prove it. Millions of people watch. Um, and I, I guarantee you, look up the ratings today. TNT. People uh, tune in to the NBA Award Show, dopey as it is. Uh, but Giannis, don't have a problem with Giannis winning the MVP. It's a regular season award. I would... Prefer if, if they announce it earlier and because people don't care at this point. Uh, we're more interested in free agency. Uh, it's like the NBA is competing with themselves, right? Um, it's funny. I'm, as a producer, I'm, I'm booking guests and um, trying to get people on, and 
the number one thing in my mind for an NBA guest is to talk NBA free agency, to talk about, oh, where's Kawhi going? Is he staying in Toronto? You know, is he going to the Clippers? Uh, what's Kevin Durant doing? Is he teaming up with Kyrie Irving? Their buddies are talking. My, my, that's where my mind is at. Uh, I, don't, I didn't even think about the NBA award show until that scroll came, uh, came uh, under the ESPN and, and they announced that Giannis had won his first MVP. Did you see how emotional he got? It's funny, like Kevin Durant, we all remember how emotional he was when he won his MVP. Can you remember, and I was talking to Frank Stanfield as he left uh, after the BFFs, can you remember the last time an NFL player cried? And I, I really don't know the answer to this. Can you, can you remember the last time an NFL player cried when he was awarded the MVP? I can't. I, I can't remember. I, I, NBA players are really emotional beings. Like, did Giannis think that he finally arrived Yesterday, when he won the MVP, I mean, he arrived a long time ago. Uh, but I, I guess it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, it hits you on the spot. And I don't have a problem with it, per se. I, I don't really care if he cries or if he gloats and whatever, rubs it in and say, ha-ha, James Harden, I won, you didn't. I, I could care less what it, whatever he does. But it's just interesting how NBA players always seem to get really emotional when they win the MVP. Yet, I don't remember... NFL players, MLB players ever getting that emotional when presented with the MVP of their league. Uh, but congratulations to Giannis. Anything else to take away from, from I guess, the uh, NBA award show? Rookie of the year, Don- Luka Doncic won over Trey Young. Not a problem. Don't have it. When you average 21-7-6 as a European rookie, I even let, let's put that out there. I mean, he comes from Serbia. He did play in a great league in, in the Spanish league before he came over. It's a professional league. He's seasoned, but I don't think anyone expected the season that Luka had for the Mavericks this year. I don't think anyone expected And that plays into it. Trey Young struggled early on in, in the beginning of the year, and people were like, oh, look at that. Uh, the the uh, Atlanta Hawks got hosed in that trade, and but uh, he played well down the stretch, played really great, and now they were neck and neck. But I don't have a, a problem with Luka winning over Trey Young. No, no problem there in Rookie of the Year. Sixth Man of the Year award, Lou Williams wins it again, third time. Okay, congratulations. Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert. Pascal Siakam wins most improved. Average, what, 9.7 more points per game this season than the previous year. Okay, uh, not a problem with that. So the NBA award show... But I do have a little bit of a problem, though, with Giannis receiving 55 more first-place votes than James Harden. It should have been a closer vote than that. And a lot of people will point to number one-seeded Bucks in the East against the number four-seeded Houston Rockets in the Western Conference. But the Western Conference is a tougher conference from top to bottom, although the East was very good this year, uh, much better than in previous years. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, people are going to point to that. They should really do away with the MVP award. It should be the... Most Outstanding Player Award. You hear people talk about that all the time, but they still have not changed that. I mean, in college basketball, right, it's the Most Outstanding Player. It's the MOP Award. It's not the MVP Award, so it's been done. It's not unprecedented. It's been done before. I'd like to see them go to that, but it's never going to happen. I've been talking about that for years. I don't see it happening. Uh, But I'd like to see what the ratings were for the NBA award show on TNT versus the College Baseball World Series on ESPN last night, Michigan against Vanderbilt. I'd bet, I mean, this is an easy bet here. It's going to be the NBA award show. That is going to win. And it shouldn't. I mean, more people should be interested in college baseball. Uh, I think 
college baseball does a poor job. The NCAA does a poor job of promoting that sport. Uh, it, it's fun. It's actually it's entertaining. Uh, I, I got into it this year because of Michigan, but it's an entertaining uh, College World Series, and kids have a lot of fun, energetic, and there's some pro prospects as well. I mean, these kids are going to the major leagues. They, they have been drafted, a lot of the players, in the College Baseball World Series. So pay attention tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Michigan goes for their first national championship since 1962 in baseball. A lot more to do here on At The Window. Chris Ventra joins me next. We'll talk a little NFL football. Amari Cooper, that's next here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. So I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the 8th Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today.
Back here on the Fantasy Sports Network. This is At The Window. I am Sean Guastamacchia. The New York Mets. Another day, another story comes out about the dysfunction in the organization. Now Brody Van Wagenen, the general manager of the Mets, calling down to remove Jacob deGrom from a June 1st start because of an injury. And Mickey Calloway taking orders. Not a surprise. We all know Mickey Calloway is taking orders and... Uh, from the front office there with the New York Mets. But it's just a bad look for the New York Mets. Another story coming. Mike Puma now with uh, the New York Post. He was the first to report that yesterday. Um, just what, what a, just a mess right now. The, I'm happy, though, that they did not suspend Mickey Calloway. They fined him. Jason Vargas was fined with the whole Tim Healy of Newsday. Um, what did we get? Verbal altercation, right? No, nothing physical happened. Uh, charge was a word that was used by Jason Vargas, charged Tim Healy. That's not true. Tim Healy said it. It was more of a step towards him. Still wrong. Jason Vargas should know better, but Tim Healy should know better as well. Said, said that yesterday. A lot of people giving Tim Healy credit for not becoming the story. And I guarantee you before, and I don't, this was not Tim Healy's motive per se, but if you look at his Twitter followers before this fiasco, it, on Sunday, and now you look he's, look at his Twitter followers, and I haven't been keeping track, but I guarantee you they've, they've went up a, an enormous amount. So Tim Healy does benefit from this, especially with the media, eh, the media taking the side on this, and it's very easy. Uh, it's, it's Mickey Calloway. Who's going to take Mickey Calloway's side? What has he done? Nothing. He's a horrible manager. As I said yesterday, he should have been fired by the Mets earlier in the season. The guy can't coach, but again... When he's taking orders from the front office, it's not his uh, decisions anyway. So you're not going to fire yourself. Uh, just, <laughs> just really, you can't make it up. I mean, the, the Mets, are, <laughs> Mets are just a disaster. Um, but Tim Healy annoys me, though. I mean, <laughs> I just, people give him a pass, and he was just saying, hey, you know, see you tomorrow, Mickey. Just don't say anything at that point. You know this guy's under enormous amounts of pressure. You just roasted him for leaving Seth Lugo in the game. I don't want to get into this again, but I, I mean, I, you just roasted him, Tim, Tim Healy, for, <laughs> I will anyway, uh, Tim Healy for leaving Seth Lugo in the game and other New York media members. Just don't say anything. You know it's going to be interpreted the wrong way. Now, no one expected Callaway to drop all those curses and F-bombs and what have you, MF-er and everything. He shouldn't have done that. But I have no problem with it, and I have no problem uh, with the fine, and I'm glad he wasn't suspended. I think it's the right move. Unlike Seth Everett, my buddy who joined the morning after and wanted a one-game suspension for Mickey Calloway. That's an overreaction. Uh, it happens all the time. Two adults arguing and what have you. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. I do have a problem, though, with him, Healy. Just talking back to Jason Vargas. The guy's staring you down. Just leave the clubhouse. Just just leave. I said that yesterday. Just leave. But Tim Healy not doing any media interviews. He will at some point. And now his name is bigger because of this incident. Now, that wasn't his design. There's no way I would think he went out there and, and, and thought, uh, thought, of this scam, uh, thought of this idea to become more popular, to you know go after Mickey Callaway and pick a fight with Jason Vargas. No, he didn't. Of course not. But he does benefit from it. I'm just pointing that out. He does benefit from it. I mean, now people, like, if, if you book Tim Healy on your radio show in New York, people know who he is. A lot of people didn't know who he was. This is his second year covering the Mets. He covered the, 
uh, Miami Marlins uh, years back. That's how I know him. I tried to get him on when, when the whole uh, ownership group down there was fleecing the the um, citizens of, of Miami County to pay for that stadium. And the, the Marlins were national news for a minute there. Um, I tried to get him on a, a couple of times, and and now he's uh, covering the Mets here. Uh, I think he's from New England. Uh, went to, I think, Boston University, I believe. I, I did my research on Tim Healy because uh, I was trying to get him on, but he's not making the rounds here. Uh, he's... He doesn't want to become the story. You are, you already are the story. Uh, so whatever, Tim Healy, forget about him. But Mickey Callaway should not be the manager for long for the Mets. It's, it, it's, it's. They, they got to do something already. They get pounded by the Phillies. The, the, the Phillies who have been struggling uh, up until last night. And now Harper's hitting, doing much better. But still, Harper's underachieving for the year. Amazing, amazing, how this guy. When are we going to see the 2015 Harper? When are we going to see the 2015 MVP Bryce Harper? Will we ever see the 2015 Bryce Harper again? That's what I want to know. And he's starting to heat up. We'll see how long it lasts, though. Strikes out way too much. All right. Got that off my chest. The Yankees, once again, hit a home run. They win 10-8. And they got rid of uh, Jonathan Holder, giving up five runs in relief yesterday to make it entertaining. He's now in AAA. They released uh, Kendrys Morales. 19 games as a Yankee, he was DFA'd, and now we will see him about 10 years from now at Yankees Old-Timers Day. Uh, you could bet on that as we saw Jerry Harrison Jr., albeit 45 games as a Yankee, and he showed up there. He did win a World Series, but had a really, really minor part in, in that World Series in 2009. Um, actually works for the Dodgers organization. Actually is a, is a part of their TV coverage. Uh, for the Dodgers out there. But uh, Kendrys Morales, look forward to seeing you 10 years from now, and we'll talk about how important those 19 games were, batting 177 or whatever, for the Yankees, and, and, and hopefully on their way to a World Cha- Series championship. And the Yankees, uh, that's right now the expectation for me as a Yankee fan. If they don't win the World Series, stop with getting to the World Series and stop with these injuries and what have you. Yankees need to win the World Series. It's been 10 years, enough for... Enough already, but uh, I'll talk more about that tomorrow. But the Yankees, 27 consecutive games with a home run. They tie the 2002 Texas Rangers, and now they go for the record tonight. And I hope, as I said yesterday, they get to that record because the roided-up 2002 Texas Rangers with Alex Rodriguez and Pudge Rodriguez get them out of the record books. They didn't do it in the right way anyway, but uh, we'll we'll look forward to that. We're going to talk NFL in just about a, a couple of minutes with Chris Ventra, but first... If you are a serious fantasy football fan, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season, and Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and his long hair and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long, betting, best ball, NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Welcome back to At The Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guasamacchia. Pleased to be joined now by the closer, What's Chris up? Ventra. My guy, how you doing? It's your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. Let's talk some football. I'm ready. Yeah, I want to talk football, but, you know, as I was preparing for the show, about two minutes before the show started, mm-hmm. the news broke. Neymar 
signing with Barca. How about that? Yeah. And you're a soccer guy, so that's why I bring it up. You, tell mm-hmm. me, do you like it? It's a five-year deal, I believe. I don't know the particulars, but he's going to – he's leaving France. Right. He's going to Barca, Barcelona. Is that good? Yeah. See, I kind of expected that to happen earlier in his no, career. I, I thought his first move would be to Barcelona. Because, listen, he's, uh, you know, obviously Brazilian. A lot of them end up playing in Europe, in Spain. Uh, you know, they all speak the same language, blah, blah. Uh, oh, no, they speak Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a form of, uh, okay. of Hispanic, you know. So I think it was a natural move for him, but he didn't go there. Uh, and Barcelona is also the, you know, the biggest team at the time. You know, you had Messi on the team, you have all these players. So I thought he'd naturally go there, but I guess... He wanted to be the star somewhere else and, I guess, more time to develop, and now he's there. I'm not really surprised by it. So it's PSG. He left PSG, right? Yeah, PSG. Okay. Uh, you're not surprised by it? Who does he join? Are they the uh, number one team? Is that the team Ronaldo played for? No, R- Ronaldo's Real Madrid. Oh, so okay. there's Real Madrid, Barcelona, they're the top two teams. So he's joining Messi's team? Yeah. And who else is on that team? Suarez? Is Suarez on that team? Uh, I believe so. I don't know right now because there's a lot yeah. of... You know, so interactions then, that happen. So, so he's going to be the main player, is my point. Him, Messi, and then you got, uh, you know, there's like obviously defensive players on that team that are very good. That whole team is just stacked. You even have guys on the bench, you know, for Real Madrid, both teams, Real Madrid and Barcelona, that are, you know, would start on any other team, really. So that's what they are. They're all star teams. They're like, yeah, I know, I got it. You know, there's no cat in, in right. soccer, in club teams. So it's like, you know, building a team like the Yankees did in uh, the two, early 2000s when they got. You know, G- Jason Giambi and Gary Sheffield, you're just buying all these players. You, you could constantly those, do that. Players, I know, I know, they didn't win the Yankees. But that's a different, you know, baseball's a little different from, uh, from soccer. It still bothers me, though, the 2003 team with Gary Sheffield, Jason Giambi, they lost to the Red Sox. That was one of my favorite teams. Uh, no, they beat the Red Sox. 2004, they lost to the Red Sox, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 03, uh, they lost to uh, the Marlins. In yeah, in the World Series. The World Series. David Wells. I went to game one. Fat boy David Wells, uh, one inning pitch. And he <laughs> left, and he left it up to Weaver, and he gave it up, and they lost that game. <laughs> Weaver. Uh, pisses me off. Yeah, I know, I know. I, you look, Wells was a good Yankee. He was, he was a part of a championship team. But. We were burnt out from that Red Sox series. That took a, a ton of energy <sighs> out of us. That was one of the greatest <sighs> series ever. Uh, in, in history of baseball, that series was one of the best ever. You have to beat the Marlins, though. I know, but you know what happens is that— Josh be- Becky, didn't you want to just smack him in the face? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I hated the, the, the pitching. You know, like, he was so—he was very cocky, you know, Beckett especially, and yeah. he made you hate him. Yeah. But I did like Burnett was on that team, I believe. Uh, you yeah. know, Dontrell Willis, yeah. the D-train. <laughs> <laughs> he had one good year. I know. <laughs> you know? Oh, that but he was too. dominant that, uh, you know, at that time. Sure, I think he was sure. coming out of the bullpen then, though. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, he was really young. But, yeah, but that team was great pitching-wise. Yeah, they had young guys. The yeah. thing is, we were just burnt out from that series. That Brad was, Penny, I think, was on that team. Yeah, that, that team, uh, we won the, the championship to us, the World Series to us, was like the Red Sox game. Once we defeated them, it was almost like we went to the series against the Marlins. It's like, what? what? Like, we're playing the Marlins after you just beat the Red Sox, who were the best team. Those were the two best teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the time, and you're playing the Marlins in the World Series, it kind of, like, deflates you because it's not really a rival. It's not really a team you see a lot. That's the problem with the World Series. A lot of times, the ALCS and LCS are much better series than the actual World yeah, Series. No, dude, but I don't buy that. It, you're the Yankees. You have to win the World Series. Yeah. You're built for that, right? I get that. That, you know, the Jeter especially, right? Not a successful year unless we win the World Series, and he was on that team. And mm-hmm. yeah, we also won a lot of World away. Series before that in recent years. You, you know, should have won the, in the late World 90s. Series against the Diamondbacks too. That bothers me too. That was the it, greatest uh, World Series I've ever it was seen. Great World Series. That was, one, that was the greatest. 
Uh, Bung Young Kim kept giving up those home runs yeah. <laughs> for the closer for the Diamondbacks, man. Those games were oh, tight. Those yeah. games were close. It was, oh, it was great. It was great. But uh, Mo blew it uh, to Luis Gonzalez. Yeah. A, a, a blooper. Uh, yeah, a fluky single, like up the middle kind of, right? Ah, boy, yeah. And then R- Rivera also threw, uh, made an error on a, yeah. I, I don't know if it was a bunt or a dribbler to him, yeah. and he threw it to second, I believe, and yep. didn't get it there. I think he blames Brocious for that. Did he? Yeah, he blamed somebody for that. They didn't, uh, I don't know. I don't remember, but I was like, that, yeah. it was shocking to see Rivera not be, to actually be human yeah. and not be. Well, what do you make of my take? Uh, I think the Yankees need to pay it off. They need to win the World Series this year. Yeah, I think they need to, I think they need to too. I mean, so, listen, the last couple of years, they've been driving towards that. You know, I think they shocked a lot of people. What was it two years ago? Yep. Two years ago when they, they had this good team, we didn't expect it. And then, you know, we built on it, and last year could have been the shot, and now you, got this, you still got this team, and you still got a lot of good players that you also brought in. The pitching is kind of deep. There's not really a great one-two right, punch, though. That's right, the problem. But the Astros are the favorites. Wouldn't you agree? As, as they should be, yeah. Right, but the Yankees still should win. Not should, but the Yankees need to win the world. It's their t- Yeah. They, they like, need to realize They need that, to hey, be there. We need another least. starting pitcher. We yeah. got to go out and we got to do whatever we have to do to get another starting pitch. Make a trade. Do we? Max Scherzer's the guy I want. Oh my God! Yeah, that, yeah I mean, the Nationals then, don't want to trade him. I'll give up anyone for him. Yeah, yeah. You want Frazier? Take Frazier. You want any of the top prospects? Take him. Yeah, I would do it because if you want to win the World Series now, you go all all in. I would make a trade. Get rid of. You have a lot of depth at, with bats, right? You you trade some of those guys trade away. Trade away Tyler Wade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Son an F boy down there. That's yeah, an F yeah. in the trade. You know, there's you no play weight. Shortstop, <laughs> there's though, no weight. Um. No, but you get a guy. I mean, listen, you get Max Scherzer. Then you have. Yeah, he's not getting traded. Then you become the favorite. Right. To win no, the World Series. I think so. Instantly. The, see, the problem with the Yankees, and, and I'm glad DJ LeMay, you hit a home run off of Justin Verlander mm-hmm. on Sunday, even though Verlander won. He got a lot of run support. They needed to send a message to Verlander, like, hey, listen, you know what? Because they, they need to beat Verlander to win. If they yes. play the Astros. And they will. And Garrett Cole. Uh, who knows? Verlander's great. I mean,. Uh, he has. He's ageless. You know, he's getting better with time. Yeah, right. You got to expect Verlander and Cole to pitch four of those seven games. You got to be yeah. one, of, one of those two guys, right? So wait, that's wait, why wait, I need wait. another ace. Verlander I'm, and Cole. Yeah, Verlander yeah. and Cole will pitch. I am not counting on Severino coming back healthy. I'm not. I don't know. Are you? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm not. at this point, it's hard to, right? Uh, he's been gone for so long, right? Yeah. What Sevy are we going to get back? Right. And, and it's not like Sevy. It's not like Severino was. Uh, you know, completely dominant before right. that. He was great, and he was showing signs of becoming a star, right? He's still a young player. Uh, and in the playoffs, he had one great start last year, and then he, had, he got blown up, and, uh, yeah. you know, another start. So I just think, I don't know, I, I think that that's not enough. Even if he does come back, and he is, you know, back to himself somewhat, you still need more. I don't know if Tanaka or Paxton or whoever Tanaka's it is. Tanaka's great in the playoffs, though. Uh, he just flips that switch. I know, but... I, I trust him. I trust him. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if I could always trust him, you know? Oh, I trust him in the playoffs. There's certain games where he could get blown up. You well, wanna, in the regular season, he's, he's... I don't know. He's like lights if, out. If you don't... Okay, season. he's a good number two if you have a lights out ace. Fine, I'll yeah, take right. it. You but you don't have a Tanaka, lights out though. No, yeah. you need more than Tanaka. Yes. Is Severino that, that pitcher? I, 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 I don't know. The thing know. is, he's not there. Right. Yeah. And I, I, you can't rely on him, is my point. They need another... Star. Madison Bumgarner, I'll, 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 I'll take him. Yeah, he's not I know he's falling off, but in the playoffs, though... He he's got that experience. Kind of like Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling, John Smoltz. There's something to postseason pitchers. They're also guys that, yeah, that are absolutely fearless and, and they, right. they don't right. back down. It's a the bulldog moment. mentality. Yeah. Um, 
You Mark know? Lemke was a great postseason player of, of all people. I don't know. <laughs> go look it up. It's great. The Atlanta Braves second baseman of, of yesteryear. Yeah. But it, it's just crazy. Reggie Jackson was a great postseason player. Manny Ramirez. Uh, yeah, I mean. He, uh, he's one of the best postseason hitters. Barry Bonds, time. not so much except for one year. Mm-hmm. It, it's, isn't it crazy, right? Yeah. Some guys that can hit in the postseason, some, some can't. Well, you know. Go ahead. No, I, We'll talk about it's it. It's true. It's true. Yeah. We'll get to NFL. We, we teased NFL, but Chris Venture's a soccer guy, and I wanted to get his take on Neymar. Breaking news. Someone scored in the Women's World Cup as we look out into Ventra. It's uh, Italy. Ventra. We look out to Versa Restaurant. It's Italy. They're, they're celebrating oh. right oh, now. Oh, yeah. your people. Yeah. yeah. My people. FBI over here. <laughs> I'm half. Uh, we'll be back at the window. Take More it. NFL with Chris Venture after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Rain dance. Make it rain. This used to be wake me up when it's LeBron versus the Warriors. But right. now you got 30 teams in the NBA, whether you're in the East or now with these injuries in the West. You legitimately believe you got a shot at this moving forward. With all the free agents out there, the draft on the precipice, I think a lot of teams are like, wow, the door is ajar. Let's see what we can do. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. 
All right, back here. Back here on. Yeah, you guys got me? I got you. All right, back here on At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. I don't know. The, these headphones aren't working properly. <laughs> there you we hear go. Me? There we go. I got them back. Yeah. You have to play with them a little bit. Yeah, I was. But yeah. <laughs> we got to replace them, is what we have to do. Yeah, because you have to like get it in the right spot. Yeah. And like if it moves off, like, yeah. You lose sound in one ear. Exactly. So uh, I'm dealing with that. Uh, but welcome back to At the Window. Chris Ventura, the closer, joins me for this segment. I, I mentioned the College Baseball World Series. Mm hmm. And comparing it to the college basketball uh, championship, right, Final Four and what have you, I was looking at, like, MOPs, so most outstanding players of the Final Four, going mm-hmm. all the way back. Look at the names. This is basketball, right? You got Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West. These are all players that have won, in college, the MOP award. Mm-hmm. Bill Bradley. Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton, Magic Johnson. I mean, it's just astonishing. All stars, all legends. Right. Isaiah Thomas, James Worthy, Patrick Ewing, Akeem Olajuwon. Now, since 85, though, Ed Pickney won in 85 at Villanova. There hasn't been that many Hall of Famers, per se. Keith Smart, Danny Manning, not. Not as much? Yeah, not as much. Not NBA Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley. Uh, Durant. Donald Williams. Who? Durant. No. Nope. You have Ed O'Bannon, like guys like that. Like Carmelo Anthony won it. All right. Okay. Now, compare that to baseball, right? Probably so, so different, yeah. It's so different. So only one player in the College Baseball World Series right. went on to a Hall of Fame career. MLB career, yeah. One, can you name him? <sighs> one player. Greg, can you name the one player who won the College World Series MOP award? And later went on to a Hall of Fame baseball career. Greg, Danny, anyone else out there? If you're in the chat, can you name the one guy? That's tough. Name the one player to win the College Baseball Most Outstanding Player Award. Okay? College Baseball World Series Most Outstanding Player Award to go on to a Hall of Fame baseball career. I I, I honestly can't think of it. It's got to be obviously someone... Going back, going back to your first question, is like David Price the answer? Like, I'm trying to name a Vanderbilt kid. Yeah, da- David Price. Is that right? But the thing is, he's no. not a whole famer, though. That's well, that was, what I was thinking. That, that was a different question. No, no. All right. No, not David Price. Sorry. But I know David Price was in the College World Series and the first pick and all this stuff. Like I said, I'm just naming, da- I'm just naming Vanderbilt players. Yeah. I don't know. It's got to be someone older, uh, obviously. A Hall of Famer. Probably from the 90s or but, 80s. It's, the difference is staggering, though. Just like all of the Hall of Fame names that I mentioned in right. basketball versus you, baseball, you, just one. There's you want to know why, though, right? It's simple, really. Why? Because the best players don't play college baseball. They go, no, they go, they go pro. Not only like that, Derek Jeter. Not only that, though. You, you have even if they do play college baseball and they get an opportunity because they got to play a little bit of college baseball, right? You know, like a year at least or something like that, right? No, I mean, either I mean, you, they could come out of high school, right? Either you, you come out of high school, but or a lot you play more guys, three years. Once you commit, you play three years. Okay, so you play, you play your years, and a lot of people are coming out of college still. You know what I mean? Um, but what I'm saying is when you, come from, when, you go, when you come out of baseball, out of high school or college, you're going into the minors first, and you got to go through years of the minors and a lot of different levels of the minors. There is no minors in, in basketball. There's the NBA G League. 
which, you know, you're not getting right. drafted high and going into an NBA G League. You're the first pick in baseball. You're going immediately to the minors at a low level. That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah you go yeah. pro. You, you go pro. It's pro, yeah. yeah. But in basketball, you're going right, yeah, right to pro, right to the pros. You're skipping NBA G League or anything like that. You know what I mean? So that's the difference. You know, you know the talent level. In football and basketball, I think what it is is that a lot of it's athletic ability. Uh, obviously, your talent within the sport, but a lot of it is based on athletic ability. Uh, you, so Speed, you don't, you, strength, You don't have stuff. an answer to this question, do you? No, no. That's, uh, that's why I'm saying that there's a lot more people that end up. You, you're easy, it's easier to project a guy from college basketball to become a great star in, right. the, in the NBA because a lot, it's a lot more under your control as a basketball player. Your athleticism can be... You know, you could project something a mile away by their athleticism. Well, I also think in, like in, in basketball. basketball, if you're a great player, you have a bigger impact on your team. Right, because there's only five people on, the baseball, court, yeah. on your team, right? So, and you're, you're most of the time, you could have the ball at every possession in basketball. In baseball, you know, you come up once every, you know, nine at-bats, right. uh, nine people. So, Greg, do you have an answer to that question? The one Hall of Famer to win the College World Series MLP award? How about you, Danny? Just take a stab at it. I have... No. I'm gonna go. Just name baseball Hall of Famers. How hard is this? All right, I'll, I'll get. I'll, go ahead. 1970s. This player won the award in in the 1970s. So he played in baseball in the 80s and 90s, and the 70s. And I'll, the 70s. I'll give you some hints. Let's go. Greg can play along. George Brett. Oh, that's a good guess. Okay. This player played for the San Diego Padres during his career. Tony Gwynn. Good guess. No. Um, he also played for the Toronto Blue Jays during his career. <sighs> I mean, I should Come know. on. He was drafted in three sports. I believe he was. Three sports. Oh, so. George Steinbrenner once hired a private detective or, to dig up dirt on this player <laughs> because he was slumping for him. George oh, Steinbrenner okay. once called this player Mr. May. Come on, Greg. Greg, you got this? You got RG, this? no. Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield. 1973. Pitcher, outfielder for Minnesota. I remember Dave Winfield, yeah. Yeah. Big dude. The only one. Hit the ball hard. The only one, guy. The only one. I, I give you the It is crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. But the thing is, also, I mean, maybe back in the day, it wasn't as, uh, you know, it was harder to scout people, and maybe they're going through the minors. Yeah, what's up, Danny? Yeah. We have a guest from down in the pit. Okay. All right. Dave Ooh. Winfield. <laughs> <laughs> bing, 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 bing. What's, it, what's going on? Dave? We already said Dave Winfield. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no. And um, he says Dave Winfield two minutes later. I know. Um, I, know. <laughs> I know. All right. Let's, get, let's, let's move on to the NFL. But it's it just, just the contrast. The, the yeah. No, that's great. what I'm saying. And anybody today isn't in the Hall of Fame yet that could have played in the College World Series. We don't know about yet. So oh, their careers know, are but, over. But even, yeah. I mean, looking at these names, I don't see anyone on here that's going to make the uh, World Series, uh, the Hall of Fame. Um, here, I'll, I'll name some guys for you. Um, um, Houston Street. Yeah, he's not making the Hall of Fame. Pat no. Burrell. Not making the Hall of Fame. No. Matt, Mark Kurtz. Mark Pat Burrell would already have made the Hall of Fame. Phil Nevin. He's the third base coach of the Yankees. Phil Nevin. <laughs> Those are the guys. He was a he was a I think the first pick overall in his draft. Hey, Jackie Bradley Jr. on the list. Bradley Rob Jr. Ref Schneider, former Yankee. Yeah. Dansby Swanson. Yeah, it's a different sport. Yeah, it's a team. It's truly just a team sport. Like for your for your actual school to make the the World Series and win it. 
All and right. then for a player to become a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, no, I know. But very difficult. It, it was done only once by Dave Winfield. Yeah. Uh, moving on. NFL. Amari Cooper wants 2,000 receiving yards this year. The highest total <laughs> ever in NFL history. history 1,964 yards by Calvin Johnson. You think he's capable of getting 2,000 with the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott? You think Amari Cooper's capable of 2,000 receiving yards? No, not not this year. I don't think. Uh, I mean, I don't. Uh, no chance. I don't know if ever because, like, listen, it, you'd be it'd be a historic year. It'd be the, you know the best year for a receiver in terms of yards ever. Um, so I he's not he, number one in your fantasy list. No receivers. No, he's not number one. Uh, <laughs> he's not number two. He's not number two. Oh, he's not number three. Oh, he's oh. not number four. Number five. But um, okay. I, I will say this: like he he's obviously saying that he's going to try to be a monster for for Dallas and be their go-to guy and basically take a majority of the targets and make this team a, a very good team and a playoff team. Because obviously their their secondary weapons, besides Zeke, aren't great. Um, and, and, you know, he's going to get a ton of targets. Yeah. He's going to they, they paid a lot for him in terms of what they had to give away. But he's not getting 2,000 yards. He's not getting 2,000 nah. yards. How about I would put money on that. 1750? Easy. 1,750, no. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm gonna, I'll give him... I'll give him uh, 1300 Maybe he breaks 1300 Yeah, that's a good year. I'll give him that. 1350 maybe. So you don't have... That's a lot. That that's a lot. lot. So you don't have Amari Cooper in your top five fantasy wide receivers? No. Who do you have in your top five as far as wide receivers are concerned? Fantasy football, we're talking. Yep. Uh, okay, so number one is... I have my list. Is obvious. You go. Number one is obvious for anybody who knows me, Julio Jones. He led the league in receiving last year. He had 100 more than the next guy. Okay. Um, he only had eight touchdowns. That was the problem. He had zero going into like week eight, I believe. Uh, the whole second half, he ended up with eight. So he ended up going off in terms of touchdowns in yeah. the second Ridley half. Ridley kept robbing him. Kept yeah, getting yeah. Those, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's known for getting robbed for touchdowns because yeah. he b- rarely ever breaks, you know, double digits. Uh, but that's all fluky. Touchdowns are a fluky thing, uh, especially for wide receivers sometimes because, you know, one year you could have, I mean, look at Doug Bowen. One year he had like 13 touchdowns. I don't think he's ever sniffed 13 again. Um, you know, that's just the way it is uh, in football. But he's more likely to get it than anyone else, I think, because the guy will break. He will break 1,350 yards because he's done it multiple times already. Uh, he will get break 100 receptions because he's done it basically almost every year of his career. Um, you know, he could go gets near 100 or breaks 100 every year. He also had 139, I believe, receptions one year, which was tied for the most ever with Antonio Brown. Um, so this is a guy that it, year in, year out, gets it done in terms of yardage and receptions. And that's what I look at more than touchdowns because touchdowns are fluky. He could easily have six touchdowns sure. this year or he could have 12. It's up in the air. You don't know. So he's um, your number one guy. So All he's right. my number one guy. Um, number two, I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. He's been so reliable. I like, I like that. Um, you know, he, he's going to break 100 receptions. He's going to get a ton of yardage, just like Julio. Uh, but he's more likely to get the touchdowns because he's been doing that. Uh, so, obviously, he should be, in most people's, he's number one. Uh, but he's my number two. Devontae Adams is my number three. Uh, this is a guy where you can almost count that he, count on that he's going to break double-digit touchdowns because he's just a monster in the red zone. Uh, and, and he's going you know, to have close to 1,300 yards. Uh, he'll break 100 yards receiving. He'll be around there. Uh, he's just not as, he's not going to have the, the yardage and the receptions, I think, that DeAndre and Julio will. He'll probably have the same amount of touchdowns, if not more, though. Uh, and then Michael Thomas. It was tough between my, mm. Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams for me at three. 
because I love Michael Thomas. The guy's an absolute monster. He's guaranteed 115 receptions and, you know, crazy yardage, crazy, crazy uh, receptions. But like Julio, sometimes he doesn't always get there with the touchdowns. I, I think he was uh, on the lower end of the top guys in, in terms of touchdowns last year. So, you know, that's the problem. But I, I still think he could easily be the number one wide receiver next year. I wouldn't be surprised. Any of these guys could. Sure. These are the yeah. top four guys. Uh, and then five to me, there's a big drop off after this kind of, not a big drop off, but there's a drop off. And a lot of people are going to hate this, but I, I'm a number five is Adam Thielen. And, and most people, yeah, like, he's he like number off. 13, yeah. right? So he, he fell off a, a lot in the second half, he but he had a, a historic first, what, 10 weeks of the season or so, nine, yeah, 10 he weeks. Did, he did. So uh, he, you got know, he had hundred yards attention. receiving yep. every game. You know, the guy is just a, absolute reliable stud wide receiver who's going to catch every pass that's thrown to him. He runs routes perfectly. He doesn't have the talent like some of these other guys. And that's why he drops a, a little bit, I think. And I think the, the second half discouraged people. People also He's discouraged. talented, though. So. Yeah. I mean, he's putting up numbers. All, they, yeah, but he doesn't have like the speed like some other guys have. He has digs on the other side, too. Right, right. Cousins, and I think that helps him. You like Cousins? I mean, listen, Cousins Alvin got Cook it done with him healthy? last year. Yeah. I, so, you know, the Cousins thing doesn't worry me anymore because he did. He had his best year of his career with Cousins. So I'm not worried about that. Yeah, but you're talking top five, though. I'm talking top five. So yeah. he has to do even better than what he's done. Last year, what was he? 1373 receiving yards. No, no, what, nine TDs. What, ninth, ninth. What number? Uh, as far as receiving fantasy. yards, fantasy. Oh, uh, I don't have those. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was a top five fantasy wide receiver last year. He fell off though. The last, Somebody tell last me. Couple of weeks. He did fall. The last five. But he was six playing weeks. with an injury, right? Yeah. And that's another thing. Toughness is the best in the league. The guy's tough as nails. He he literally fought through injury and got it done still and played every single game. He played a 16 game, uh, you know, 16 right. week season. Some guys you did not mention. Odell Beckham Jr. Why not? Uh, with him, injuries worry me a lot. Uh, obviously, he's a head case. Uh, that worries me, especially on a team with a bunch of personalities like that. Uh, you know, they could bump heads. Uh, Jarvis Landry is there. You know he's going to eat targets. There's a lot yeah. of weapons there. Okay. Uh, Njoku, I think, is going to have a big step up this year. Uh, you know, there's a lot of weapons. They're going to run the ball a lot uh, with Chubb, and then you're going to have Kareem Hunt coming back in the second half. You have talent all across the board. I don't think Odell's going to have this monster year. I think he's going to have a great year. I think he's going to break 1,000 yards receiving, maybe 1,100, 1,200, but I don't think he's going to have a ton of receptions. I think his receptions are going to be more along the lines of a guy who catches like 80, 85, something like that. Right. He's not going to break 100 like these other guys. Another guy, Antonio Brown. How come? Why don't you put him in there? Antonio Brown is actually my sixth. Um, right. Number six for me. So you like Thielen over Antonio Brown next year? Yeah, I do. I know that's, that, that's crazy, right? Who's uh, getting the targets in, in Oakland other than uh, Antonio Brown from Derek Carr? Nobody. He's going to get right. most of the targets. So wouldn't I, he be like higher on your list then? You, just because of the targets doesn't mean he's going to have a better year. I, I think he's going to have a ton of receptions, obviously. Uh, I think he's going to have a great year. I just think that it's kind of going to burn him a little bit. He's going to be on a new team. He's going to have to learn a new system. He's with a new quarterback, right? Okay. And he's not used to that, especially being on from the same team for so long. So what's going to happen is he's basically, all these other players that aren't going to help him out and take away from the double coverage on him, I think it's going to hurt him a little okay. bit where he's got a lot of coverage on him, a lot of attention on him. So his yardage, I think, is going to dip down. I think his receptions might be high. And I think the touchdowns are definitely going to dip down. 15 last year yeah, was a ton. A I think he'll have closer to 8 to 10 I with like the that. Oakland Raiders. I agree with that, actually. I, I want to hear your Juju list Smith before Schuster. we... Why not, why not, why not uh, uh, Schuster? I'm why worried not? about Juju. I want to see one more uh, year of, of you know, insane production like that. I can't okay. put a guy into the top five wide receivers when you have these elite, perennial elite wide receivers there year in and year out. Why would I put a new guy in there when these guys do it every single year? I need to see one more year without Antonio Brown, without uh, Le'Veon Bell there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell wasn't there anyway last year, but 
without these studs around him. Uh, we'll see how he does. I know Moncrief is there. Maybe that'll help him out a little bit. But I want to see if he could do it on a consistent basis and be that elite guy. Then I'll All buy right. in. I like DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Watson just targets him. All. I, mean, yeah, just, no. I mean, he's the number one guy. Boom. He's perennial, yeah. He's number one for me. Julio Jones, then Devontae Adams, number three. Well, I, I love it. I could flop two and three. I could, put, I could see Devontae Adams having a breakout year, even more of a breakout year. Then he already did, yeah. right? I like him a lot. I'd go Michael Thomas fourth in that system with Drew Brees. He's just a monster every year. And I'll go with uh, Odell Beckham Jr., fifth. Wow. Odell, yeah. you're feeling it this year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Although I'm the cool Browns will uh, underachieve, though. I, I, I've been saying that all You day. have been. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Chris. I understand. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more fantasy as the year progresses. I love it. Yes, I know you do. I like your list, though. You're the closer. I'm Sean Guasamacchia. This is At The Window. Thank you for watching.